Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. I want to thank you so much for joining me today as I continue my series on my journey of faith. I always like to start with some disclaimers so that you don't get mixed up. This is not a religious conversation. I believe strongly and have experienced that we need more than our five senses to be successful. All those who have been successful in leaving an impact on human history figured out how to live in the Sith dimension. And that is a dimension of faith. They are different levels of faith. And the one I'm focusing on is faith in God. I'm sharing my personal experiences, my worldview, and how that has impacted, shaped, and made me to be who I am and where I am and where I'm going. It's been very helpful. And my hope is that you too will benefit from some of the stories of faith and victory from my personal life that I'm going to be sharing with you. I'm laying the foundation of all what I'll be talking about in the future. For example, you hate your job. How do you transition from where you are right now to where you want to be. You are an immigrant in a different country. What can you do to position yourself so that you do well? You are faced by discrimination and racism. How do you deal with that? They are many other areas that we're going to be touching in our next, in the broadcast that we're going to have in the future. But for now, I want you to get to know who I am, where I'm coming from, what I've been through, and how I integrate the information that I gather and make decisions on. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you have not seen. The scene is talking about using the physical eyes. All innovators, all inventors, they see something that the average person is not seeing. That's why they are able to take the concept and put it into a blueprint, and that blueprint becomes the product. 
I want to encourage you today. Life has ups and downs. One point, you are either going out of a valley, climbing towards a mountain, or you are descending from the mountaintop towards the valley. It doesn't really matter where you are. If you are in the valley, the valley has its own advantages. If you are at the mountaintop, it too has its own advantages. Both the valley and the mountaintop, they have their disadvantages as well. When you are in the valley, you cannot see far. But the valley is where all the weathering products from the, from the mountains are deposited. In the valley, you have fertile soils. In the valley, it's a place of rest. In the valley, it's a place of plenty. But if you stay in the valley too long, you are going to be limited because you can't see far. That is why you need to get out of the valley, climb to the mountain top, because when you get to the mountain top, you are able to see far. So you are doing strategic planning. You are doing forecasting for the future. But you cannot stay at the mountain top for too long, because at the mountain top, you have very strong winds, you have limited resources, you're gonna starve if you stay at the mountain top for too long. Don't let anybody deceive you that you, 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 your life is only working if you are having a mountain top experience. You need both the mountain top experiences and the experiences in the valley. And I am a strong believer in that what brings everything into perspective for you is being able to understand what faith is and how to operate by faith. No matter what you are facing today, I want to encourage you not to give up. I want to encourage you to stay focused. What you are facing right now is going to come to pass. Let me say that again. What you are facing right now is going to come to pass. Because I know nothing is permanent. Sooner or later, it's going to become history. Be careful the decisions you make when you are under pressure. Be careful the decisions you make when you are feeling uncomfortable, when everything around you appears not to be going the way you anticipated. I was faced with insurmountable obstacles when I arrived in the United States of America. I just left my young bride and our 10-month-old baby in my country of birth before coming over. Here I was, a student, struggling to figure out how to remain in school. And my family was also looking up to me to take care of them. 
to say the pressure was high is an understatement. I was under immense pressure, immense pressure to compromise, immense pressure to do what most people were doing to resolve my visa situation in the country, but I chose not to because being a person of character, it was incumbent on me to live by my convictions. This is a touchy subject. However, we're going to get into the depths of it in the future. At the moment, I have secured a teaching assistantship. Life is going well. I remember before I got that teaching assistantship, I was so cash-trapped to the point where I'll get up in the morning, I'll use water in the place of milk to eat my cereal for breakfast. It was that difficult. And the temptation to do something was really high. But there wasn't anything I could do because I was constrained. When you listen to me talk, don't get distracted by the obstacles that I was facing. I don't want you to pity me. I want you to look at the principles and how stepping out in faith, operating in faith, working in faith has the ability to fundamentally change your life and give you victory over whatever you are facing right now. The next obstacles that I had to overcome was to bring my wife and our son over to meet me in the United States. It was difficult. As a student, I had to put together the paperwork to prove to the embassy that if my wife and my son join me here, I will be able to take care of them. Before I left Cameroon, we had prayed that they will be able to reunite with me after one year. As I was trying to figure out what to do, some people told me, it's good for you to wait, finish school, get a good job, then you reunite with your family. What they were saying was I needed to put in maybe five, six, seven years before I can reunite with my family. That is something that I could not wrap my mind around. There is a principle that I learned during that time. I was, as I was thinking through what to do, I understood that when, let me say, the, 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 first, the, the first come, uh, first save uh, principle, the family is established by God. If you are married, you are supposed to be together with your family. I'm of the opinion that Families need to stay together. 
It is not healthy for the man to be living somewhere and his wife and his children living somewhere else. You have to do everything to be under the same roof. That is my belief. That was my belief. We were separated for a year. We agreed to be separated for a year, but that was it. I was not going to let money or the lack of money to prevent us from getting together. I refused to follow the advice that those around me were given. In order to get the paperwork for them to join me, I went to the department and the head of the department had to sign the paperwork for me. When I presented the paperwork to him and explained to him what I was trying to do, he was very straightforward and very frank. He told me, Eric, look, you came here and we have just made you a teaching assistant. It was some special, special arrangement that we did. And I want you to know this. This assistantship is not guaranteed. I want you to know this. If something were to happen that we have a, a budget shortfall, you are going to be the first person to be let go. I just want you to be aware of this before you are thinking of adding dependence on you. I got scared because I could manage alone, but adding my wife and my son to me, I could not wrap my mind around it. So I decided to grab the paperwork from the head of department and walked out of the office. I had given up. When I was about to step out of the office, the Holy Spirit convicted me. This is what I heard. Never, ever allow any man to determine the fate of your life. He is just a mere man. He is just a head of department. He doesn't hold your future. I made a U-turn and came back with the paperwork, placed it in front of him, and told him to sign it. What I was literally saying was, no matter what happens, I and my family were going to survive. It took some courage. It took some guts for me to do that. I've met a lot of people here in the diaspora who have been separated from their families for many, many years. In my case, stepping out in faith and believing that my future was not in the hand of a human being, I was able to see God come true in a very mighty way. Who are you putting your trust in? Who have you empowered to have a hold over the future of your life? Your job? Your boss? Who is it that is in charge? Who are you afraid of? Who is holding you back? Who has blackmailed you? 
that without them you cannot succeed? Who has told you a lie? That if you don't do this, if you don't do that, you will not succeed. Put your trust in God. Put your hope in God. Believe what the word of God says about you, not what other people are saying. You have been created in God's image and likeness. God knows you by name. The hairs on your head are numbered. It's very important for you to be believing the truth and not a lie. If I had believed a lie, if I had believed what I was being told about what was going to happen in the future, I would have failed in submitting the paperwork for my family to be reunited. At that particular moment, I did not know that the tenure of the head of the department was about to expire. At that particular moment, I did not know that the department was going to go through a lot of crisis to the point where it was almost closed. I did not know all that. But what I knew was this. God gave me a family. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. God had given me a family. My family was supposed to be together. That was more important than anything else. And I operated without understanding and stepped out, put that paperwork together and sent it. And my wife went to the embassy to get a visa. That too was another challenge. Because when two went the first time, they refused giving her that visa. She called me and said, we don't have a visa. They turned me down. We scrambled. It was heartbreaking. But we had to persevere to see God come through for us. I want to thank you for watching today. I want to thank you for listening attentively. And I want you to know, no matter what you are facing right now, there is an expiration date on it. It's going to be over sooner or later. No matter the doors that have been shut, don't give up. Sooner or later, a door is going to open for you. All you need to do is to stay put. All you need to do is to keep your eyes on the author and the finisher of your faith. We are going to continue next time. I encourage you to share this. If it encouraged you, share it with others. Subscribe to my channel and stay tuned. Once more, you've been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. See you next time. God bless you.